Hi, uh, welcome to Movie Butts. I'm Arnie Joe. I'm Dane. This is our uh, podcast where we basically do a bunch of math and determine the best and the worst of a certain genre, filmmaker, actor, studio, anything you think of, uh, we can kind of tackle it. However, this week, um, just because we had a really interesting opportunity, I made the executive decision to fuck the math. Um, Dane gave me his approval. Thank you, Dane. Yeah, which is um, something I've been saying since the start. Fuck what's maths. This? Fuck, Fuck math. math. No, no, no. The math is the key, but there always has to be room for movement when it comes to things like this. We're not. This isn't a sterile kind of thing we're doing here. It's a bit of a free flowy thing. So uh, the subject uh, Dane, thank fucking Christ, suggested was early Tim Burton films, which is a far cry from, say, Tyler Perry or The Land Before <clears throat> Fucking Time. Um, so what movies did we end up watching, Dane? We watched Edward and Mars Attacks. Um, which are both on the spectrum of the best and the worst, would you agree, from that era? I think like even close if, to the top and the bottom? Yeah, yeah. I think even if he did that uh, maths thing, this may have been the case anyway, because, I mean, you might get like Edward Scissorhands and Planet of the Apes. That's but, I did do the math. That's yeah. what it was. Oh, okay, um, yeah, right. That makes sense. But this would surely be close because, uh, like, I haven't seen every Tim Burton movie, but I think Ed Wood is, is my favorite one. Mm. And, and and Mars Attacks, it was panned, right? Mm. And it was yeah. a bomb, like a box office bomb. Yeah, it wasn't, I, don't, I wouldn't call it, it didn't lose money, but it didn't really make many. You know, um, didn't make many money. It didn't many money. Oh my God. Learn to speak words. Uh, it, <laughs> it didn't make much money. Um, right. but it did, uh, the critics didn't really like it very much. I think they just didn't get it, but I don't know. I felt I, there's a weird symmetry with these films. One's about a, a bad filmmaker who likes making tacky schlock. Mm. And then the next film he made is, for a lack of better words, tacky schlock. Yeah, he just made an Ed Wood movie. Yeah, but like, it's like if Ed Wood had money. Yeah. Um, and had, you know, instead of having Vampira and fucking Bella Lugosi, he had Jack Nicholson and Glenn Close, you know? Um, yeah, like this movie definitely, like Mars Attacks definitely wouldn't exist if he hadn't have done Ed Wood beforehand. Yeah. Fair call. Well, before we get too uh, bogged down in it, do you think you could give us kind of a, a rundown on what what uh, what Ed Wood is? Yeah, Ed Wood is about this dude named Edward Wood. Uh, real guy. I think everyone would know, know about Ed Wood. Uh, worst director of all time. <clears throat> um, and he made these um, awful low-budget movies... Uh, he's most famous being Plan 9 from Outer Space, considered maybe the worst film ever made. And um, it's, a, it's, 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 it's a biopic, but it's, it's definitely um, a dramatic. It's definitely dramatized, mm. and it's not trying to be uh, like so many biopics as if they were a fly on the wall during, the, during these real events. Um, 
the whole thing is is very deliberately shot like a movie of that era. It's a, it's more of a love letter to Edward than it is a you know a real or actually a love letter to cinema of that time to genre filmmaking of that era than it is like a gritty biopic. Would you agree? Yeah. Well, I saw it as a um uh, a celebration of weirdos. Mm. Because he 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 runs around with this like, like a, a, a like a merry band of freaks, like outcasts, people who society, which like I don't think people of that nature are even fully accepted into the status quo these days, let alone during this era where they were just f- fucking op- oppressed. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like he dresses up in women's clothing, which is still something that people are having a hard time having others be cool with. Mm. And this, this dude was doing it back then, Mm. you know, and that's, and he hangs out with like Bella Lugosi, who's, who's this old weird junkie guy. And, um, uh, Bill Murray's character who, um, is it, uh, transsexual? Like he, he wants to get like hormone injections and shit. Right. Mm, yeah 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 and i mean like every every friend he has is someone who is another uh another level of uh, a social outcast and i felt that the movie was uh in part like really celebrating different different mindsets and um and people who see see the world differently i mean one scene that stood out to me it might have been my favorite was after they just made this absolute trash fire film they're all celebrating in this meat locker and edward's (laughs) dancing around in his like dress and shit and everyone's celebrating and then his wife is just screaming she's like you people are freaks these movies are terrible like you're you're so you're so separated from reality what's wrong with you and um edward is just like um what are you talking about like we're having fun like um yeah i well that's the part that's like the the stuff about the movie i enjoyed the most mm-hmm. um when when uh you know we were just saying it like i was saying it was like a love letter and it's kind of more using this error and this guy as kind of a symbol for you know weirdness and such i did do a bit of reading and there are some historical inconsistencies however for the most part i it seems still pretty accurate you know of course things are embellished and stuff but it is it is kind of factual for the most part. Um I have a bit of a weird relationship with Tim Burton. Um sometimes I find his style a bit much and it's kind of compensating for uh something else, you know, compensating for the lack of story or something else like that. Things are kooky for the sake of kookiness. I, I personally find that this is him not necessarily doing that. Or he's found a subject matter that it really kind of fits with. I don't know if you agree with that or not. It just, the it's mm. not too, it's not like trying to be gothic. It just, at, when it fits, it fits. And it's not, um, I don't know, it's not forced down your throat, which I can, which I found with some of his other films. I don't know. No, yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, um, Tim Burton reeled in. It feels like, um, him, 
it's it's sort of like a refined mature Tim Burton which is funny because that's what you'd expect for him to be doing now mm. but these days he's more of like a uh, a cliche of his 80s 90s self he's a he's a director for hire these days you know he gets i i think yeah. he gets sent scripts where people are like oh it's the mad hatter oh um, Gotta get Tim Burton, Tim Burton to do some do crazy this. visuals, yeah. Yeah, so he's kind of a bit, bit of a. a this still weird... very much has his voice attached to it, and, but it's um, it's it's um, yeah, it's 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 refined, um, and clearly he's uh, someone who was in, inspired by um, <clears throat> this uh, the genre of cinema and this era that we're we're existing in in this time, and he uses that to help tell the story it's sort of like um the movie about ed wood is told through the uh like the visual eye of ed wood like if mm -hmm. ed wood had more talent and a budget it would this would almost be the film about him that he would make mm -hmm. I, I i totally get that um it's it was it was refreshing to see johnny depp be oh, like, wasn't it? What? He's like really charming in this film, you know, and like he hits he hits every note, you know. Yeah, he's so good in this. He's I I I, I had a bit of a macabre Google of like what he's done recently, and it's it honestly made me like cripplingly depressed because he's even trying to do like indie films now, and the indie film he's picking bad indie films like he's not he's not even able to do that right. It's really cooked. You know, uh, yeah, um, a, a time when when uh, Johnny Depp and Tim Burton working together didn't make you cringe. Yeah, and instead I think instead it's, think... it's that it's a really really good combination. Honestly, I'm trying to remember the last time that they did work together that didn't make me cringe. Is this the last one? Well, Actually, no. Sleepy Hollow was kind of cool. I liked Sleepy uh, Hollow when I was younger. Sweeney Todd's all right, isn't it? Oh no, fuck! Sorry, I totally forgot about Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Sweeney Todd's a bit of an oddity. It's in this. It's in the middle of the. It's like this last gasp, um, <laughs> yeah. almost for Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. Their relationship specifically. That's the last time yeah, I remember. It's really sort of like him. it's sort of like when an elderly family member is dying of some illness, and they're they've just they've been sick for like six months now and it's like oh they could die any day and then suddenly you're like maybe they're gonna get better and then they're just dead mm. sweeney um, todd is like that last moment where you're like hey and then it's like oh okay i think this it was perfect that this film had not much of a budget you know comparatively to a lot of his other things it was like you said it's like if edward had made this uh, it just felt a very low key and I don't know, like, I think that might be why I love this one so much is because his films are very much, I, I think he works better when he is, um, a bit restricted. Um, a as we'll see with the next film, he had a ridiculously big budget and, oh, but know, also like. This is clearly such a passion project. So, sure. so much love went into making, like every single line of dialogue, every frame is so meticulously crafted. You could, you can just feel the passion that he has for this. Mm. He has a lot of, he has a lot of restraint here too. Like I, it would be very easy for him to ridicule this man and these people. 
and he doesn't like I, I, it's he he again he encourages it and you know again it's a celebration of weirdness but like it, it very easily there are lines in there are bits of this film where he could have taken a right turn and you know we're laughing yeah and just at him. goofed on everyone yeah you know I never laugh at him you know I you know I feel a bit uncomfortable and sad at times simply because. Um, you know, there are some pretty dramatic, dramatic bits, you know, for, for a Tim Burton film, but at no point am I kind of like, th- I'm like, oh, this guy's an idiot, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I, I want him to succeed. Yeah. All like through the film. <clears throat> yeah. You know, and I, th- <clears throat> that's sorry. That's, um, you know, that, and that's something that I feel very strongly about because I do think that there's a way to, uh, laugh at these things uh, and 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 look like you're making fun of someone, but you're you're just enjoying who they are and 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 what they're and what they're doing, and that's what I think that Tim Burton is doing here. He's he he clearly has a lot of respect for Edward, mm. um, and he he you know it he's not cynical about it. It's he's, he's really celebrating the character, but he's not trying to twist him into any sort of hero type. He's not trying to play him off as, um, well, he was actually a genius. It was just unfortunate circumstances. It's like, no, Edward is sort of like, um, a dumb guy. Uh, but he's not really a dumb guy. But I think the faults are very clear. And uh, if there's one fault in Ed Wood, it's his, like, stubborn optimism uh, and unwillingness to be critical of anything because he, because he doesn't want to be. He's always trying to be, to be positive. So, like, at the beginning when uh, he's going through the review, they just absolutely shit on it. And then he's like... Hey, look! They say that the costumes are are, are realistic, and when someone says uh, he's he's talking to the studio guy, and he's like, "What do you think of the film? Worst film you ever saw?" You say, "Well, my next one will be better," <laughs> and that mentality is very charming. But then it also ends up being the reason why he makes these terrible movies, because whenever he's confronted with a problem that he doesn't know how to overcome. He just makes a positive excuse for why it's okay. Like the guy who's, uh, you know, like the, the big guy trying to get through the door and the, 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 the cheap set is shaking because of it. And then they're like, do you want to do it again? He's, he's, he, he's knocking the set over and he's like, well, he's a big guy. You know, I think it's realistic. And it's like, no, it's not. You're just making excuses. And this is why you are. <laughs> This is why your movies suck, because you can't be critical about anything. He's always just trying to be positive all the time. Mm. I, I, Is this a weird kind of spin on the American dream, do you think? Yeah, I think you could say that. Yeah, I was just thinking about it then. It's like there's this American mentality that I've seen, and it's like, you know, you've got to be positive, and then, and then eventually... You know, there'll be the one that you make, and it'll it'll uh, it'll it'll send you to the moon, and that's kind of very similar. I don't know. That's kind of how he is. I think you know. Yeah, he's just like keep pushing, never give up. 
you know, but never you just improve, keep... never work on it, never try to get better. <laughs> just keep trying, and um, and you'll eventually get there. Um, I don't know. I think I think for anything to work, you need a bit of both. You need that drive, but you need the fucking, you know, self awareness to realize that what you're doing is fucking dumb as shit. Um, yeah, I. I can understand why, uh, you know, Landau won best supporting actor for this because he, so he's, he's such a sad, Bella Lugosi's such a sad character, you yeah, know, really heartbreaking. And, and again, that's, and, and the thing is, he's a bit of a, bit of a, I don't want to say he's a tool at all, but you could see that in real life, he was probably a bit more arrogant. Mm. Um, than the way they portrayed him, maybe. Um, and there were times where his arrogance came out a little bit, but the whole time, it's, I don't know, you just felt, I just felt pity for the guy, you know? And... Yeah, I mean, it's weird. And, like, the character is played in a very tragic way, but um, it's done so well that these these moments, it, it has it's got black comedy throughout it, I think. And, um, a lot of that is on him. Like he's such a sad character. Like when he's reduced to, um, flopping around in the pond <laughs> with the fake octopus at four o'clock in the morning after he's just shot up some, uh, fucking what, what, what's he I on? It was heroin. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was heroin. <laughs> yeah. Heroin. And, um, like he's just standing there for a minute and, uh, Edward's like, Okay, uh, yeah, we don't have the motor for the octopus, so when it's attacking you, like, throw it around a bit, make it look like it's attacking you. Okay. And then he just stands there and he's like, they offered me Frankenstein and I turned it down. I thought I was too good for that. And he's like, what's that? He's like, they offered me Frankenstein. He's like, I got 25 scenes to shoot tonight. And then (laughs) it's such a sad moment, especially because just before then he was shooting up heroin in the car And then he just gets down and starts flopping around with this octopus and it's hilarious. He does it, he does it well though, you know, like he he really puts his heart into that, into that, you know? Oh God. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it, you can, I, I would love to know how long he was trying to make this film for, you know, um, where, where. Movies take a while to get made now for a completely different reason. It's pro- you know, it's more because special effects need to be done, all mm. principal photography with a million cast members, and you know, this is this is a smaller film, and you know, I could see this coming together really quickly or taking a long time. I know that this was a passion project of his, and that um, he had to take, uh, I think, him and Johnny Depp had to take big pay cuts and the budget was really small. Like the studio I was, wouldn't. I think only... it was like $18 million or something, which is yeah. for, for, for a Tim Burton movie, not yeah, very I mean, much. He's coming off of like Beetlejuice, the Batman movies. Uh, there was something else before this. Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman was big. Yeah. I know. mean, he was one of the biggest directors going around and then the next thing is he wants to just make this strange little movie Mm. um Um, so the reason i because when it comes to the critical success this film 
the main reason it didn't become number one was it did have a couple of extra percentages for Edward Scissorhands in a couple of the critical categories. I'm talking points, mm. but the main thing is this film didn't make any money. This movie lost money. That was that yeah. kind of uh, it almost made me stubborn to the point where I'm like, no, well, fucking audiences aren't going to dictate this. No, I want to talk about Edward. But can you? Do you think you can understand why this one may have not made money? Oh, absolutely! It's niche as fuck. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird little film. You it's know? it's super weird. Like Tim Burton makes weird movies. This is one of the weirdest movies I've it's, ever seen. It's a weird movie for nerds. Not, yeah, not goths. You know? Like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. This is uh one of the like. Any eyeliner, wear, heavy eyeliner wearing girl who loves Johnny Depp and Tim Burton is skipping this one. We we have a mutual friend that I'm not going to name that's a really big Tim Burton fan, and I know for a fact they haven't seen this film. You yeah, know? it's <laughs> not it's not for them. It doesn't have any of his uh, like signature weird shit in it. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's it's. It's it's really hard to describe exactly why this movie's so strange. It's quirky. Like it's quirky all over the place, but it has this real it's the most realistic and strangest film Tim Burton's ever made at the same time, if mm. that can so make sense. Everyone thinks of, you know, black and stuff when it comes to Tim Burton. I, I think it's more the contrast between stark darkness and vibrant colors mm. there that's the thing i've noticed and you you can't get that in a black and white movie you know it's just it's just like the very one key ingredient to the to the tim burton sandwich is just automatically just gone you know yeah yeah um did you notice the that he ten uh, through the film the main character edward has a couple of girlfriends and wives and such did you notice that they they were they were pretty much designed to look like the same person? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're all designed to uh, look like him when he dresses up. When he dresses up clothing. as a woman. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, I it, I only noticed it this time watching the film. You know, I'm like, wait, wait a second. That's that's just you know him again. <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I don't know. I, I I wish more people had seen this one. Um, it's it's it's. I actually want to just watch it again. To be honest, you know, after after having to think about it, I kind of just want to sit down one more time and just um, I don't know, watch it for the fun. I guess. Not that I wasn't enjoying it when I watched it this time. It's a good. It's it's such a good movie, and um, it's it like as as nauseating as I find his films these days. Um, this is one where you can really sit down and just be like, this cunt is so talented. Like this is like a, this is a fucking visionary. Did you watch big eyes? <coughs> uh, big eyes. Wait, was that the one where it's no, I'm thinking of Coraline. So he did a movie a few years ago and it was the first one in a while of his that I liked. Um, it's a biopic about the artist who invented the big eye paintings. And there was like a pop culture thing where 
there were these paintings with like people with big eyes and her husband steals the idea mm. and he becomes the artist. No, um, I didn't see that. And the reason I didn't is because Tim Burton directed it. Well, I reconsider that. Give it a watch because it's the closest of his filmography, filmography to be like this in the sense that um, it's it's no frills, Tim Burton. You mm. know, like it's not, he's not relying on his his um, toolbox of gimmicks. There was this movie that came out Maybe not recently, but the last one he did, which was like Mrs. Prisslewick's House of Unfortunate Events or whatever. No, I didn't. I didn't see that one. Oh I man, know. I I haven't seen it, but I could not fuck it because I saw the trailer and I was thinking, who's who's um who's trying to rip off Tim Burton here? Like who's doing a bad impression of Tim that's, Burton? That's and it exactly was Tim Burton. It was Tim I'll, Burton doing a bad impression of Tim Burton. I walked past the poster in the cinema and I'm like, Burton rip off, you know, and, and yeah, it, no. What's weird is like, I'll see movies like uh, the Willy Wonka thing that he did or Alice in Wonderland. And to me, those films, the aesthetics of those films are a parody of his earlier good films. Yep. This shit feels like a parody of the parody. Like this style of his has now become so derivative that it's really boring to look at. It's it's a combination of that, and I, I I've noticed that I think he's been M Night Shyamalan ding donged in the sense that he's gotten to a point maybe where his movies aren't as successful as they were. So it's not Tim Burton's. Do you know what I mean? You know how like his films are Tim Burton's. Um, yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas, Tim Burton's things. I'm pretty sure with the the, the unfortunate school of penguins events, yeah. or whatever it fucking is. I don't think it even has his name on the movie. Like I, you know, like. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah, it's like I don't know what he's done, or what happened, or what movie he made that made this happen. But did he have a big bomb? I don't know. Uh, yeah, pr- probably. Well, whatever yeah. came out before that. I, I know th- Alice in Wonderland made money. I know that did. I know that made too much money for what it was. Yeah, but I think he went through... Uh, so, like, the early years of Tim Burton, he sort of had, like... The general public were like, wow, he's, his movies are really fun to watch. And also had, um, you know, snobby film people on board because his films were quite good. Mm. Um, and then his fan base became people who also liked Twilight and Harry Potter. Fucking Dark Shadows. That's the one. Yeah. I think that was his big... And now those people have grown up, and so now no one likes him. Mm. It's just like, oh, Tim Burton. Oh, Johnny Depp's not in it, is he? Well, the big big thing was, back in the day, these... Apart from Batman, who's, you know, like, huge and everyone knows Batman... For a certain, for most of his early career, they were, you know, IPs, they were original, original projects, you know, mm. and, you know, you, you might've had a time where your stories were original enough and people were still seeing them and knowing they were Tim Burton movies. But as that goes on and, and you're making Disney films, um, slowly but surely you become less important. So, of course, the next generation aren't going to be like, oh, yeah, Tim Burton. They're going to go, oh, yeah, no, that's a Disney film. You know? Um, I think most of his successes financially have been Disney fucking 
Disney shills, you know? At a certain point, I think, same that happened with uh, Peter Jackson. I think at a certain point, Tim Burton got caught up in the uh, corporate web and just had the soul drained out of him. And I think it maybe happened around the time of Mars Attacks. Oh, that's a very nice little transition you've got there, Dane. I think maybe we should probably talk about his next film. Yeah. Um, two years later, so and I think that might it might have been two years because I think this might have taken a little longer to film, maybe. I don't know if you agree. It just had a bit of a bigger feel to it. Um, he released Mars Attacks. Um, Dane. Mm. Can you do the honors of explaining what this uh, what this film is? So, aliens from Mars attack Earth, and we follow a bunch of various characters who don't really have anything to do with each other. Kind of like a Roland Emmerich type deal. Jack Nicholson plays the president. This movie sucks. You didn't like it? I hated it. I hated it's, it so uh, much. When's, uh, when's the uh, last time you saw Mars Attacks before this? When I was a kid. Did you like it when you were a kid? Nah, I remember as a kid thinking it was boring. So I'm, I'm gonna. I, I, this might be controversial. I quite like, I quite like Mars Attacks. Right. It's I thought re- I was going to. I really thought I was going to. I. It's such a venomous film. It's such a bitter film. You know, like there's not, it's mm. like cynical. Very mean spirited. Yeah. And that, and that, I think that might align with my sense of humor a bit. It's sort um, of like the opposite of Edward, which is such a good natured movie. And this is very mean spirited. And this is literally the next film he made. Um, so why, why do you, why did you fucking hate it? Why is, why is it? Okay. You do agree. This is more interesting to talk about than planet of the fucking apes, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I didn't really want to talk about a movie that's just, I don't know him remaking something that's shouldn't have been remade. And that's why it's got getting bad reviews, not him trying to do something different, which is at least what Mars attacks is, you know? Well, Mars um, Attacks, he wanted to... Um, so, Mars Attacks is a trading card game. Did you know that? I googled it after it said, based on this property. Yeah. yeah so, so, I found that out. Mars Attacks is a trading card game, and the property was floating around Hollywood for a while. And um, it was pitched to Tim Burton, I think, around the time he was doing Edward. And he saw it as a great opportunity to pay homage to uh, the, you know, UFO movies of the 50s. Um, and ultimately what I think happened is the studio wouldn't allow him to make the movie the way he wanted to. He wanted to film it like those movies, so he wanted to use um, claymation but they talked him around to using CGI because it would cut it would uh, cut twenty million dollars off the budget. The CGI is some of the most disgusting stuff I, the ugliest, I've ever seen. It's the ugliest shit. Yeah, but it makes me laugh. Like I, it, made, it made it charming for me. Like it made. No, I'm just looking clay, at this stuff. Stop motion. Stop motion would have been charming. This is disgusting. Oh, every time I, these things were on screen, I was just like, oh man, '90s CGI is woeful. It made me laugh. It honestly made me laugh. It's, it was, it was, it's very much of its time. 
you know, like, mm. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I think, I think the, their voices are funny. I think they look ridiculous. I think, I think if they were claymation and if they were done a bit aesthetically better, I think I would have noticed and cared more about some of the other problems in the film. Um, but because it was, that was tacky. So it sounds to me like you took the same mentality that Tim Burton did, which is kind of like, fuck this film. If you're like, every time that this awful shit is on screen, you're laughing. And, oh, if it was a, if it was a little bit better, I would notice the flaws more. And it's like, I think I noticed all those flaws and that was my problem because I thought that this movie could have been good. Yeah, but it, but it's, but it's good in spite of that, I think, or at least good. It's at least good. Like, I feel like they knew what they were doing and that they knew how everyone involved knew how ridiculous it was. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't think Tim Burton was happy about that. That's where I think the mean-spiritedness comes from. I think he was hooked into doing it early on, couldn't get out of it later on once they're like, okay, you can't do the the stop motion. You're not going to be able to... This film had like 12 drafts and like four writers. Oh, wow. And uh, I think he was just like stuck doing it. The shots are really, really uncreative. They're just standard... Just shoot the thing that's it's, happening. It's the it's the again the, the, there's there's still a symmetry there's a there's a lot of symmetry with this and um, uh, Ed Wood in the sense that this is a very unlooking Tim Burton film, but almost for the complete other reason. You know, mm. like it it doesn't look like a Tim Burton film, but I think that's the product of something else rather than artistic expression. Um, yeah, I think maybe a bit more care. I don't know. I, I just, it's it's just bizarre. Like the the cast in this film, it's like how the fuck did this happen? Like who the hell got all these? How did he get all these people? Like is it because he's Tim Burton? Do you think that's they were just expecting it to be another one of his, you know, um, smash it out of the park films or? Well, you know, like I mean, it does have a large cast of. People who I guess were A-listers at the time. Um, but they're, you know, they're not on screen for that long. Most of them are, you know, reduced to being on one set. Uh, and they don't appear on screen together. I, you know, for me, it's it felt like the studio just got them all to do it. it didn't, yeah, like, like, why was Danny all. DeVito even in it? You yeah. know, like he appears and then he leaves. And yeah, it was like, he wasn't even on screen long enough for me to be like, who are you? You're a scummy lawyer because you said that. I don't really know why outside of it. Yeah. And I don't think any of the actors, okay. Except for Jack Nicholson. I don't think any of the actors really knew what they were doing. They were just kind of there in good spirits. All right. It's just like two days of shooting, maybe even just one day for guys like Danny DeVito, Michael J. Fox. And most of them, I think were probably just like one day, except for Jack Nicholson, who I think directors, all production included is the only person having any fun. 
Jack Nicholson. Yeah, he, oh, looks, he looks like, like he's, he's having, having a fun. great time. I it I was trying to figure out why he's in the film twice, hmm. and then I realized that it's clearly it's like a nod of the hat to um, Peter Sellers in Doctor Strangelove. Yeah, I think is like he's got the there's the main character and then there's also the side characters that he's also playing. So I think I think I figured that out a bit too late. I'm like, why? Well, Jack character. Well, Jack Nicholson said that he wanted to play every character. Did he has Did he actually fucking say that? Yeah, that's hilarious. I I, I kind of want to see that film. Yeah, if if he had have played every character and the Martians were stop motion, I would have loved this movie. Uh, what What do you what what did you like about it the most? What did I like about it the most? Like what what made you? I, I um, sat there. I was I was in glee watching it. I I don't know. I, I nothing angered me. It just felt it felt like I, I felt kind of the fun. That... I liked Jack Nicholson every time he was on camera in either of those characters. I just enjoyed his energy. He I... chewed the scenes. Yeah, I liked the uh, design of the Martians, which is more credit to the uh, the the design of the trading card game. Um, other than that, I think everything else pissed me off. You didn't did you didn't laugh at anything? Yeah, I laughed when um, the Martians first arrive. Yeah, and then they translate their thing to "We come in peace," and everyone's like, "They come in peace, yeah, they come in peace." And then to cap off that moment, some guy with long hair and wearing hippie robes is like, "They come in peace," and he releases a dove into the air, and then they shoot it. But just him releasing the dove was was really funny. Yeah, um, I... there was an there was another part. Oh, one thing I found really funny was. The, that army dad, who's, who's so proud to send his son off to, to war. And then they're filming, uh, you know, the, the, the news cameras are capturing, capturing everything. And then the dad is watching his son on TV and then the aliens shoot his son. And as his son is dying, he, he starts trying to change the channel (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I I found that I, I I laughed a bunch of times. The there's a joke that I had to pause the film and just like kind of decompress a little bit because I'm like, first of all, that doesn't really fly in 2019. Um, they're at a press conference and this gender ambiguous person stands up and you don't know if they're a man or a woman and they ask the question, "Do the aliens have two sexes like we do?" <laughs> And it was just the weirdest joke. I'm like, how did this get in the film? Like, it's... Yeah. Do, do you remember that? It's just... It, <clears throat> it just really confused me. I'm like, what are you... Well, like, what? Like, you know, it's... It's it, It's just... It was so bizarre. You know, I, I had to, like, pause and be like, what was that? Well, I mean, like, he was just coming this? off of um, shooting Ed Wood, which uh, yeah. is obviously... Um, has themes of, um, you know, gender throughout. Yeah, but, so but this, was a, was, this was a throwaway gag. This was a throwaway gag. This wasn't, this wasn't like thematically, you know, anything. It's just it's, this kind of almost it's transphobic a, it's a th- joke in the film. It's a throwaway movie. Yeah. yeah. So it's like every, <laughs> everything in it is throwaway. I didn't find it transphobic. 
I thought it was. No, um, no, it's. I thought I I felt like it was uh, a joke about uh, making fun of transphobia, if anything. Yeah, well, that, again, it just it just confused me and felt out of place. I don't think it's transphobic, but it was this. It certainly was bizarre, you know, and 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 the intentions of the joke um, are still lost. I laughed though. I laughed, you know? Yeah. It feels like maybe one of those jokes that, um, maybe it was like for Tim Burton. You know what I mean? Like he, he knows that the audience will be like, what? But to him for some reason, some personal reason, that's very funny. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what, what part did you find absolutely unacceptable and deplorable? Like why, why what's the main reason that you think that this is the second worst um Tim Burton movie of his first kind of run of films uh i mean if i had to pick if i had to pick one thing that's really tough if i just have to pick one thing i would say the um the the cgi it's, really? Yeah, it's so uh, hard to look at. But there's there are so many things, and they all form a, a, a much bigger picture for me. But if yeah, if I have to pick like one ingredient out of this like shit pile dish, it would be the bad CGI. Mm. I I was thinking about it when I was watching it, and I'm like, what would make this more accessible or at least fitting of the film mm. I, I i decided that however much i liked seeing a bunch of these famous actors i think this would have been a film that would have benefited from a no-name cast um i think i think having all these celebrities in it were distracting if anything you know yeah like, yeah well i mean you know the thing is it's like if i had the opportunity to sit down and talk to tim burton i would have i would only want to ask him about mars attacks yeah, really. It's, yeah, I want to know. Like, was it your idea to put all these people in this movie? Because it it was a bad idea. You, if you if you're making a B movie, you put in a like a B grade cast. Why do you have all these, just all these like stars just shoved in there? Like, how pointless was Sarah Jessica Parker and Michael Pierce J. Brosnan? Fox? Pierce Brosnan, Michael J. Fox, Danny DeVito. All these people were just there as like. Hey, cameo. Come and see the film. Huh? Come and see the film. You know, it's got this person. Yeah, Yeah. I I think, like, I was never bored. And I was laughing at how kind of tacky it was. (laughs) And the cast, I think, made me feel nice just because I knew them and things like that. However, Mm. I think I wouldn't have... I still wouldn't have been bored... And I still, and I might have even enjoyed it more if they weren't in it. But that's why I can't say I hate the film because I watched it, and at no point was I, I. I don't like being bored. You know, that's that's my thing. I don't like being, and I'm not talking about movies that are slow. There are movies that can be slow that aren't boring. You know, and I don't know this film. This film, for all for all whatever whatever is wrong with it. I, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't looking at my phone, you know? (laughs) Really? It didn't bother you that it takes like 45 minutes before the Martians show up? No, 
Nah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I kept, I kept checking the time. I was, you know, I was so bored and I was looking for things that I like. And, you know, there's, there's little things like, um, I like the green and red skeletons that get left behind by the, yeah. <laughs> when they're, when they're like, when they're killing everyone, I was just sitting there like trying not to fall asleep. And I'm like thinking, I like those skeletons. That's cool. Uh, I think just yeah, no, it's I because think... they were practical. Yeah, it, you 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 you're right. I think it would have been interesting if it was claymation, and he probably got what he wanted. But I don't know. There's just something. This I just get this sick laughter when I just see them. Like they're they're just so queer. You know, it's just a really queer experience watching this film. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely think, like, anyone who wants to watch it, if you approach it from a certain mindset, it can definitely be enjoyable. If you, like, if if you want to go in with this sort of, like, uh, I don't know, like, punk mentality of, like, yeah, fuck this, fuck movies, fuck the world, fuck me, fuck you, then, you know, you might enjoy it as you're, you're just kind of going to sit down and watch some campy shit fest. That's, but, uh, yeah. I I did feel like the the movie had a a fun attitude of like fuck this but I felt like it was saying fuck you to me and so I was a bit like no fuck you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah no I I I think I was I don't know I think it it because th- apart from the CGI right I can't fault the filmmaking the transitions, the editing, the music. I, I don't know. The It all just seems to work. And whether or not there's enough substance there, it was just paced and made in a way that, I don't know, I could, I could watch it, you know? I do feel Again, sort of weird, like, being critical of it because I feel like it's not something that cares what I think. So when I'm like, uh, this movie's stupid, it's kind of like, yeah, it is. You're talking about Mars attacks. That's why, like, if it if it was trying, like, I, I can't. The, the movies that I hate more than anything are the ones that take themselves too seriously mm. and of and ignore the opportunity they have to be camp, mm. um, or at least don't like acknowledging that they are. That the, the the perfect example is there's a movie called. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I don't know if you did you see that gem? No. <laughs> so that that film sounds funny, right? Yeah, that like sounds it like could a funny be, film. It, yeah, like it, as it's, if it should embrace the campiness. It's not. It 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 takes the story of Abraham Lincoln being a vampire hunter very seriously, mm. and as a result, it made me very mad because that's not something that should be. You know, if I don't know if. This film is is inoffensive inoffensive enough that I can that I can say I enjoyed it. You know, um, I think it's I think it's a bit sad that it costs so much fucking money for me to be like uh, it's inoffensive. You know, um, you I know, kind of- I th- right? Can I just say something? Because you said uh, when we were talking about Edward that he had the opportunity to make fun of edward uh Mm. to make fun of this material 
in a way, I think that he didn't see himself as being above Edward. He 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 embraced the 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 campiness of of that character, and all I felt throughout this movie was that they felt everyone involved felt like they were above the material and that they didn't care. I think that there's a difference between taking yourself too seriously, trying to make a very serious Mars Attacks movie, and making a sort of like blase who like who cares we're not going to put that much effort in because this shit is like schlock it's stupid but as soon as and something then there's the, costs like, 70 embracing. million dollars people have to care you know that's that's i think that's the trap of money though you know um yeah this movie's definitely trapped by money for yeah. sure like the the budget is 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 way too huge so uh just before we wrap this up, I was just uh, wondering if you have any like closing thoughts on this one. I know it's a weird one, but I don't know. Um, yeah, overall, I think that I would I would definitely be interested in seeing Tim Burton's original vision for the movie come to life because it does sound like he had some interesting ideas as like something that would pay homage to the the B sci-fi movies of the nineteen fifties something closer to what he originally envisioned with the the claymation or, or you know or, or stop motion i mean for what it is now i think it's a bit of a you know horse made by committee and so it, it never really fits in it never really fully embraces any particular vision anyone's trying to install and in then it just kind of feels very cynical and gross. I think this film could have benefited from him either having a bit more free reign and making the movie he wanted, or at least like being a little less safe. Like, think about it. If he's angry and not happy with it, he could have maybe made it a bit more batshit if that makes sense. Um, Yeah, get get really weird. Get really weird with it, because it still seems however bizarre and like unlike anything else it is it's still sterile in some ways you know um yeah Um, it feels it feels more like independence day than it should mm. i'm not i'm not one to smoke weed but i could see myself liking this more if i was high as fuck right you know (laughs) so i think maybe for the next viewing i might have a have a bit of a toke of the old um the old uh the old bongaroo if you know what i mean and uh sit back uh anyway i think we're running out of time do you mind so it's actually my turn this week to actually have a suggestion do you mind uh do you want me to let y'all know what it is go ahead um so i just thought for something different i thought we might do the 84th academy awards uh, which is a, a bit different usually we've done filmmakers or studios or something like that um so we're going to cover the going to cover the best picture picture noms for this one so best picture noms this year are the artist the descendants extremely loud and incredibly close which i've heard is really bad um the help hugo midnight in paris moneyball the tree of life and warhorse uh how could it be bad if it was nominated for the prestigious oscar 
I think I think because uh, the academy's corrupt. I think um, <laughs> no, I, I think no. I think I think, I think quality has nothing to do with why <laughs> things are nominated or things are won. Uh, I, I'm sorry to ruin your uh, your opinion of the Fucking the prestigious hell. Academy Awards there, but what honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to click it now, and I bet you any money it's made by Weinstein. I don't want to be, you know, a conspiracy theorist, Joe. Let's not, you know, that the Academy Awards are corrupt. Yeah, well, and nine eleven didn't happen, or whatever. Nine eleven didn't happen. Oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking freak you out. Extremely extremely loud and incredibly close is about 9-11 no way really yeah it's a 9-11 film so because uh, the planes were extremely loud and incredibly close to the towers yeah yeah is that, that's why it's called <laughs> I that I think so <laughs> <laughs> um we might be watching that one I think that one's got four I, I know for a fact that it's got a really low Rotten Tomatoes score so that might be the worst one but I guess we'll have to see from the math also, um, can I apologize to anyone who's really hardcore about math and listen to us for, because they can trust us to, to watch the, the mathematically and scientifically proven best and worst. I apologize that we broke the wheel this week, but I guarantee you that it won't happen next week. Yeah, we couldn't um, pass up the opportunity. And I agreed with you. Like when you sent me that message, you just said, "I don't want to watch Edward Scissorhands." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> it, was, it was more. It was more that I think there was a lot more to unpack with Edward and and um, Mars Attacks. Like even 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 as a worse film, Planet of the Apes, I think I think is bad because it's a film that shouldn't have been made in the first place. Yeah, you know where Mars Attacks, I think, could have had a lot of potential to be something more than it was, and I think he might have cared a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I think, Edward Scissorhands. It would just be like, yeah, it's good. You know, it's a bit of a mm-hmm. wanky film. And then you know what? Just like goofing on Planet of the Apes. Uh, it sounds mm-hmm. boring. This is way like, more. Like it sounds like it sounds like criticism by numbers to make fun of something that we all, everyone knows, isn't good. You know, I'm really happy. Is this the first fruit? Is this the first time we've disagreed? I think so. You liked Mars Attacks. I I don't. I liked Mars Attacks. I thought it was. I thought it was funny. I I I was sitting there. I I wasn't drinking a scotch this time. I was just drinking ginger beer. Yeah, Um, I think this is the first time we disagreed last week because I I came close to enjoying that first Medea movie. I think previously the closest. Just because you bought a bit of the melodrama doesn't mean that you liked the film. Yeah. You know? um, what? Okay. Yeah. Just to be a bit different, what would you? What? What star rating out of ten would you give Edward and Mars Attacks? Uh, oh, uh, ten stars, Edward. A big ten gl- glistening stars. I love that movie, and um, Mars Attacks gets. Gets one star because I like Jack Nicholson. He's fun to watch. Mm. I'd give Edward nine just because I think it's, I think I can't blow my load on a 10 star on my first time. <laughs> you know, you got to work your way up to the 10. And um, I'd give, I'd give uh, Mars Attacks a solid five, five and a half, 
five, five, I think five was, you know, not good enough, but I, but you I said, certainly could have you watched You said it. stars. So that yeah. sounds like you just give it, because traditionally stars are out of five. So you just gave Mars Attacks five stars. Out now of ten. Now you have to put it. Out of ten, cunt. But out you of have ten. to put it. No one, no one does stars out of ten. <laughs> yeah, they fucking do. No, they do What are don't. you talking about? No. Okay, well, out of ten fucking farts because no, that's we'll our rating system no, we'll now keep the 10 stars. farts no, it's don't. 5 farts no 5 farts we're okay? hitting the farts we're hitting the farts too hard if we do that no, alright 10, 10 farts 10 farts to not... Edward <laughs> 9 farts Edward uh, anyway <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> uh, this has been the Movie Butts podcast um, if you have any questions or anything you want to say, we're going to experiment with a little mailbag thing just to see if anyone actually fucking cares. Um, our email address is murphyhouseproductions at gmail.com. Shoot us an email and, uh, yeah, we might have, uh, the time to say a little bit on the, on our little podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.